Hello, good morning and welcome to Joy News at 6. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM and it hits 103.9 FM in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love 99.5 FM and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 60 regions, including Klenam Radio Bato, Gaskiar FM Tichiman, and Radio Wawa. Get radio, TV, and online content on the MyJoyOnline.com interactive app for Android and iOS devices. Coming up, Former Supreme Court Judge William Matuguba hits back at MPP lawyer for suggesting his comments on the Dutch equation was killed. The kind of politics that has entered some people's minds changes their systems to such an extent that there's no respect for truth. Also, Sagakope District Hospital recalls staff from leave in response to overwhelming numbers needing health care. We've stopped giving annual leave immediately, followed by informing those on leave to get themselves prepared towards calling the whatever the issue becomes very serious. More as a regional health director says it is ready to trigger alternative protocol to manage the situation in business. Government considers options for the future of the National Investment Bank as it rules out fresh capital injection after pumping almost 4 billion cities into the institution. Details on the Joy Business Report. Also in this bulletin, IGP finally opens up publicly on allegations of police brutality on Democracy Hub protesters revealing the organizers have failed to produce evidence to back their claims. As I speak, after months of completing that demonstration to today, not a shred of evidence has been brought up to indicate that police have been brutalized. It was never so. We have details of these and more with me, Hannah Odame. Former Justice of the Supreme Court, William Atuguba, is clapping back at the chair of MPP's legal committee, Frank Davis, for suggesting he misjudged the Dutch equation case. Frank Davis had described Justice William Atuguba's criticism of the Supreme Court's judgments as quite unfortunate. But in an interview with Raymond Aqua, the man who spent more than two decades at the apex court accused the lawyer of being partisan in his response. <coughs> The kind of politics that has entered some people's minds changes their systems to such an extent that there's no respect for truth, morality, fear of God, anything, except to attain a political objective, fair or foul. This is the kind of mindset that leads to these sort of things. Mm. And I'm seriously against that. That is the trust of my life. Mm. Yes. So you were not skewed. You, you uh, did not misjudge. Where? I mean, you, you did uh, not misconstrue. At all. He also called for support for the office of the special prosecutor in the fight against corruption. Although people are hard on this OSB, I think he's trying to, to do well in some way. I think he's struck. I don't know the challenges he's facing. I'm not in his office, so I don't know. But I, I think he's trying. Uh, maybe there are some bottlenecks which he can best uh, explain. Uh, explain. The fact that there is a very big hue and cry about corruption shows that the uh, fight against it uh, hasn't gone far enough. You heard the Justice William Atuguba. 
Now, the Inspector General of Police, Dr. George Kufudampari, has publicly dismissed allegations by pressure group Democracy Hub that their members were subjected to brutalities by the police during the recent protest against government. According to the IGP, although the protesters have been granted the opportunity to present their evidence for further actions to be taken, they are yet to produce any. Dr. Kufudampari has therefore urged the public not to fall for misconceptions deliberately peddled to portray the police as a silencer of public protests. As soon as they were arrested, they went around making all sorts of allegations and all sorts of noise and said police have brutalized us, they have done this, have done that, have done that. I took it upon myself the following day to meet their leaders, some of them, and told them that if we have respected the process and allowed the court to tell us how we should go about, we will get to where we are going to. But because we have succeeded with all the propaganda and convincing the public that as if we are against you demonstrating and also the lies about the fact that police have brutalized you, we will let you continue the demonstration and you let you finish with all the days that you want to come I and mean, do the demonstration. But we will challenge you to bring any evidence that speaks to the fact that you were brutalized. IGP George Ekufu Dampari there. There is increasing pressure on the outpatient department of the Sagakope District Hospital and it has compelled management to recall staff on leave to augment staff strength at the facility. The hospital has become the sole reference point to patients in Sagakope, parts of Ada, Agave and adjoining communities due to the flooding and subsequent closure of the Richard Novati Catholic Hospital. While speaking to Joy News Administrator of the Sagakope District Hospital, Samuel Tekpo said, Facility, the facility currently attends to almost double the numbers they used to attend to, stretching them beyond limit. We recorded a sharp increase from that figure to about 307 OPD cases on Monday. Management held an emergency meeting last week, Monday, and some measures were put in place to manage those things. One was to put a stop on annual leave. So we stopped giving annual leave immediately, followed by informing those on leave to get themselves prepared towards calling the whatever the issue becomes very serious. Meanwhile, the Ministry of Education is assuring that academic activities, which were halted due to the spillage of the dams, will be given priority as the ministry begins consultation with stakeholders to find lasting solutions to the problem. It comes as the Ghana National Association of Teachers laments it is not pleased with government's slow pace to respond to the challenges confronting the schools in the flooded affected areas. Spokesperson of the Ministry of Education, Kwesi Kwarteng, assures the ministry is taking proactive steps to address the disruption of academic activities. The Minister for Education himself and the entire Parliamentary Select Committee on Education visited the place. We moved with the FPMU, which is the files procurement unit of the Ministry of Education. We move with leadership of the Ghana Education Service, leadership from the Free SHS Secretariat, GTEC, Get Fund, NASIA, NACA, and all other relevant stakeholders under the Ministry of Education. What do you think was the purpose of that? Obviously, to assess the situation themselves and provide solutions based on what the intervention the various agencies of the Ministry of Education can provide. This 
That was spokesperson of the Ministry of Education, Chrissy Kwating. The Ghana Traditional Council says plans for the final rites of the late Queen Mother, Manye Na Dede Omiedru III, will proceed as planned in spite of an ex-party interlocutory injunction against them by the family of the Queen. The family pleaded with the courts to restrain the Ghana Traditional Council and the planning committee from handling, organizing, touching, performing, or dealing with the remains of the late Queen Mother on grounds that they have been marginalized and disregarded. Let's hear from the lawyer Thomas Blovu, who spoke for the family. They believe that the late Queen Mother hailed from their family and that if there is any funeral that is to be carried out or performed, the family has a role to play when it comes to customary rights and other very important issues. It is the family that will perform them. Meanwhile, Chief of Protocol and Communications at the office of the Gamanche, Parker Alutu, says the funeral will proceed as planned. Uh, we haven't seen any interlocutory injunction as yet. Well, I haven't seen the injunction, so I don't know who are the factors, but we have three sides of a family. The nuclear family, which is made up of the children and the parents. Then you have the father's side, then you have the mother's side. And I'm saying that in matters like this, uh, that's the funeral. Uh, I don't see how children can claim to have power, don't have, particularly when you are dealing with their house. Like they have pulled out it by themselves. Nobody has said like this. Chief of Protocol and Communications at the office of the Gatmanche, Paka Aluti. Well, Ghana's thieving youth are prone to addiction and addictive behaviors like internet and gambling. But how do these behaviors affect their decision making? Scientists at the University of Ghana have found that people with these addictive behaviors are not very good at thinking through the consequences of their actions before acting. Love FM's Chrissy Deborah speaks with a lead scientist, Dr. Thomas Tego of the University of Ghana Medical School for Tech Thursday. The researchers identified people with behavioral evidence of pathological gambling and those with signs of smartphone addiction. They then performed some tests to find similarities or differences in their behaviors and the way they approach decision-making. The researchers found people who have internet addiction are also likely to have smartphone addiction. Had behavior like gambling addiction, other people who had behavior like smartphone addiction, they had something in common, which was uh, when we did a few tests, we realized that um, they weren't very good at thinking about the consequences of their action. Okay. Now, whether this is why they become, uh, they're exhibiting this addictive behavior, or this is because they're exhibiting this addictive behavior, we don't yet know. That was Dr. Thomas Tego of the University of Ghana Medical School ending that report by Love FM's Quisi Debra. And that's all for the news of six with me, Hannah Odami. Please stay connected on myjoyonline.com as well. Thank you so much for your company. Joy 99.7 FM, radio for the discerning listener. You know, you papa see that. And it's Ricky Tika. Hey, papa. Papa. Ah, Bobo, so have your engine now. It is half man, half amazing. Thanks to cars and you. Don't feel better energy. Can't touch this. Actually, guys, so Sancho's engine just died like that. Yes, so somebody managed to convince him that there is a better engine oil than quartz. And he switched. Ah, Sancho Panza. Ah. 
Now, which engine oil can be better than Quartz? No other, my guy. Quartz with its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger. Now, you know, have you guys seen the new bottle design? It's superb. Quartz 9000 from Total Energy's DA improves fuel efficiency. Why do you think Mr. Mane and Logoso have taken the Quartz Nation movement World Cup like that? Mr. Mane, sorry, sorry. Chairman, no money. Chairman, hey, Chairman! Keep your engine younger for longer. Behind every door lies a world of opportunities. And with Absis Flexible Loans, you hold the master key to open all the doors to your dreams. Doors to, to a, a new, new horizon, horizon and, and everything you could ever dream of. At Absa, we help you open the doors to all your dreams. Whether you want to buy a home, a plot of land, or finance your personal projects, our flexible personal loans, mortgage, and credit cards can make it happen. Visit absa.com.gh to discover how to get things done. That's Africanacity. That's Absa. Terms and conditions apply. The other day, as I was in my kitchen preparing my special jollof made with little rice for my family, I heard the knock at the door. It was my mechanic. Instead of calling me to pick my car, he bought it himself. I said, Cho, he said, FO. I said, Take the car back. I will come and pick it myself. I said, Turn off the fire from under the lily jollof. There was another knock at the door. It was my neighbor. I said, Neighbor, neighbor. He said, FO. My dog has jammed your wall again, though. I said, Don't be silly. You don't have a dog. My wife and kids came home, and we saw that he enjoyed. So, it was my pastor. He said, bless you. I said, bless you too. He said, did he come to church on Saturday? I said, Acho, but uh, why are you coming to tell me this on Wednesday? Having to fend off visitors at mealtimes because of Lele's tasty aromatic rice? Celebrate every mealtime by sharing with friends and family near or far. Lele, tasty food, happy family. This advert is FDA approved. Under the auspices of the Munich Re Foundation and the Microinsurance Network, the National Insurance Commission, in collaboration with the Ghana Insurance Association and the Insurance Brokers Association of Ghana, are hosting the International Conference on Inclusive Insurance. It's official. The 19th International Conference on Inclusive Insurance is coming to Accra, Ghana from October 23rd to 27th, 2023. Over 400 experts from 50 countries will discuss ways of accelerating the growth and economic viability of inclusive insurance for emerging markets. Welcome to Accra, Ghana, an unforgettable experience of warmth, unique culinary delicacies, vibrantly colorful people with great strength and character. Welcome to Beguiling Ghana. needs. Syntex has it all. Syntex Tank was first to introduce double-layer tank and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tank was first to introduce white inner layer tanks in Ghana and now introduces the customer specs order which will let you order any color and size you want. Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of seven years which no other tank gives you. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex Tank. 
Syntex Tank, stress-free. Syntex Tank, reliable. Syntex Tank, maximum guarantee. Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SyntexGH.com. Syntex Tank, a strong, a tough. Right, so welcome back and thank you very much for staying with us here on the Super Morning Show on Joy 99.7 FM, the 6 a.m. news brought to us by Total Energies. Total, we go the extra mile for you. APSA Bank Ghana Limited, helping you find a way to get things done. Coming up is the Joy Business Report, brought to us by Glaco Life Travel Insurance. Glaco, we cushion you for life. And Africa World Airlines, touching Africa, touching the world. Sergio, good, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. You? As you can see, God is taking care of his children. I, I feel very excited this morning. I don't know why. Tell me. Tell I don't me what, what's it? I'm just excited. I mean, I, I didn't get up. this when you get some dollars. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I saw dollars. <laughs> It's been a while. It's been a while. I, uh, I don't want to say anything. So let's go, let's get into what <laughs> what it is that we have coming up this morning here on the Super Morning Show. I don't know if you watched, um, you know, the if you watched Upfront last night. I caught bits of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the good news is that we're going to bring you excerpts of that this morning here on the Super Morning Show. Like, what does it mean that? The whole Ghanaian state is unable to eradicate this menace. Eh? It's, it, it hasn't got the capacity. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? How possible? You have the army, you have the police. They can't put down this menace. The whole state of Ghana. Wonderful. The kind of politics that has entered some people's minds, changes their systems to such an extent that there's no respect for truth, morality, fear of God, anything, except to attain a political objective, fair or foul. That's Justice William Atuguba, former justice of the Supreme Court of Ghana. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, should I say, gratifying to hear um, an astute person like he is uh, speak his mind about happenings in the country, and especially concerning illegal mining. Yeah, and he's talked about, I mean, our politics and everything that we've done. Of course, he's commented about, um, you know, certain judgments of the Supreme Court. But for me, the most important thing is our psyche, our thinking. Hmm. So for us, for many people, when they get into power, all they think about is their interests, personal interests, through fair or foul means. Hmm. What happened to the collective good? What happened to the national good, the national interest? Yeah, we miss leaders who, who had the interests of the country at heart. Stay with us this morning because right after the BBC News, we bring you excerpts of that interview here on the Super Morning Show. But of course, also coming up, you know, yesterday we started a conversation about statistics. Well, this morning, I'm going to share some statistics with you. And this is actually from the... Uh, you know, uh, Ministry of Health doing this in partnership with the World Health Organization. So this is not something the ministry doesn't know. Mm -hmm. Listen and listen to this. It says only 32% of facilities have access to an emergency transport system for patients. You don't say. 32 health facilities. 32%. 32%. Of health facilities. Out of the 100 a third 
of health facilities in Ghana have access to an emergency transport system for patients. And it says the primary level had the least access to emergency transport systems. 18% for CHIPS compounds. Hmm. So if you, if, if you are in dire need of medical attention, if there's an emergency, where do you go? Where do you go? That's not all. It says only 38% of all facilities offering inpatient services have dedicated isolation beds. That's the state of health in Ghana. It's not, that's not all. There are new, I mean, other statistics. I'll share all of them with you this morning here on the Swimming Show. And ask that simple question. Are the authorities aware? What are they doing? Because this is coming from the Ministry of Health, Ghana Health Service. Mm -hmm. They know, they know, they know, they know. Look, this is not, I mean, I, Winston, I'm not doing this. They are aware of it. And you ask the very simple question. Why are we not able to deal with it? This is the information here. Look, this is it. I'll just show it to you. This is the Ghana Harmonized Health Facility Assessment. Ministry of Health, Ghana Health Service, World Health Organization. They and, did this. and this information is available. It's, avail oh, it's available. It's available. It's available. It's available. So we, we can't make an excuse that we don't have this data. No. We do. But of course, this morning also we'll go to the affected communities by the course of Bodam Split. We'll look at the impact on education. Coming up is the Joy Business Report with Daryl Kwao and the team. Hello, good morning. Welcome to the Joy Business Report. Coming up this morning, government considers options for the future of National Investment Bank as it rules out fresh capital injection after pumping almost 4 billion cities into the institution. Also coming up, Bank of Ghana expecting this inflationary process to continue to ensure that headline inflation returns to the target in the medium term. Plus, Peasant Farmers Association of Ghana appeals to a great ministry to help fish farmers in the Volta region after losing about 40 million cities as a result of the Akosombo Dam spillage. Details coming up. My name is Daryl Kwan. Thanks for being with us this morning. Hello to our friends listening from Kofredi on KTU Radio. First up, the Bank of Ghana says it expects uh, the disinflation process to continue to ensure that headline inflation returns to the target in the medium term. However, it cautions against risks to the disinflation path, which include increased utility tariffs and volatility in commodity prices, especially crude oil. There is more in this business desk report. The central bank, however, said these risks to the inflation outlook will be moderated by the tight monetary policy, relative stability in the local currency, and some base drift effect. Inflation went down for the second month running to 38.1% in September this year. The Bank of Ghana said its tight monetary policy stance and the relative exchange rate stability have contributed significantly to the disinflation process observed in the first eight months of this year. It added, headline inflation has declined by cumulative 14.0% since the peak of 54.1% recorded in December 2022. Non-food inflation has also declined sharply by close to 20%, broadly reflecting the effectiveness of monetary policy. 
It concluded that all the central bank's measures of core inflation are on a downward trend, indicating continued easing of underlying inflationary pressures. And that was a business desk report. Now, government is considering options in relation to the financial position of the National Investment Bank. This is what Joy Business has picked up from persons working to save the bank from going down. Here's George Raffi with more. Government's position is coming after initial reports suggested that no decision had been taken yet on the bank's future. However, we understand that the finance ministry is now expected to propose to cabinet a move where ADB be supported financially to take over NIB as a bank. Joy Business is learning that government is committed to keeping NIB as a financial institution. However, whatever strategy is adopted should be done in a way to safeguard jobs as well as ensure that it doesn't bring any disruption to the entire financial sector. Documents seen by Joy Business also suggest that government doesn't think that it can continue to use taxpayers' money to inject fresh capital into the bank after it put almost 4 billion Ghana cities into the financial institution. Government sources also agree with steps taken by the current managing director to restructure the financial institution in terms of staff numbers. We also understand that fresh projections coming from the Bank of Ghana suggest that NIB could need about 4 billion Ghana cities again in capital injection to keep the institution standing. For some, all options are still on the table as this proposal is yet to get the final approval from cabinet. And that was George Raffish's report. Now, government has indicated that it is turning its attention to meet the targets set under the second IMF program review after securing a staff level agreement on the first assessment. The development will now pave way for the IMF board to sit on Ghana's program next month for possible disbursement of $600 million. Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam is a Minister of State at the Finance Ministry. Well, immediately, mm-hmm. we have thematic groups, uh, committees that are working on the various targets. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as the first review was over the thematic group have started you know talking and preparing for the for the next review mm. and don't forget that the hard decisions have been taken mm. the greatest of the of the measures that we have to take mm. to consolidate our fiscals have been taken mm. we may have to take some more decisions going into the future but i can tell you that the the more unpalatable you know steps have already Mm. been been taken Mm. and so uh, this first review was a major Mm. uh, concern given that another country sri lanka Mm. failed their first review Mm. you know and you also know what happened to egypt Mm. in their review Mm. and so people might be expecting that ghana was also going to Mm. fail and and this is why Mm. this our success Mm at the first review will be replicated mm. in, in, in subsequent reviews. Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam. The Peasant Farmers Association of Ghana has disclosed that operators of the small-scale fisheries in the Volta region have lost about 40 million cities worth of their businesses as a result of this Akosumbo dam spillage. Now, according to the association, the development will not only leave the farmers worse off, but will also affect fish supply in the southern part of the country, particularly the greater Kwa region. Speaking to Joy Business, president of the association, Dr. Charles Nyaba said fish farmers must be assisted immediately. Now, speaking to those who are doing the the fish, especially the tilapia, they are losing about 48 million Ghana cities for the cages and then the fingerless that have been washed away. So it's a huge loss to the country and to the community as a whole. And that is going to have significant impact 
on food security in greater Accra areas in those communities. And you had uh, Dr. Charles Nabat there with the Peasant Farmers Association of Ghana. Now, some energy sector players have expressed doubt about the success of the energy transition plan citing financing as a major impediment likely to stifle its implementation before 2060. The plan is estimated to cost the country about $550 billion by 2060. Here are the views of petroleum economists Dr. Theo Echampong and Dr. Ted Moyamose of the University of Oxford in London speaking to Joy Business at the Energy Future Conference. I think we're going to struggle definitely when it comes to the financing and some of the numbers that we've seen currently shows very that for the 250 billion a year that you need between now and 2030 what has been coming is actually around 11-15% of, of that and nothing shows as yet that that is going to change. More than 80% of the global energy mix is fossil fuel based. If we're talking about a transition to more sustainable systems then we need extremely ambitious and extremely rapid um, interventions and that can only be made possible by legal regulatory and policy interventions and resources being thrown at a scale that is unprecedented you had a petroleum economist dr theo champo and dr ted moyamuz of the university of oxford in london now kgl foundation the corporate social responsibility arm of kgl group says it is committed to making a difference in the communities it operates in according to his chief executive elliot adade his outfit will continue to cushion the operations of young entrepreneurs to expand the operations he spoke to joy business at the kgl foundation's two-day workshop as a foundation we really want to uh, branch out in our partnerships we want to take on uh, more projects that make uh, sustainable change across this country uh, we're open to the possibility of more partnerships and um, just building uh, the kgl foundation Elliot Adade is chief executive of KGL Foundation. Now, telecommunications company MTN and its Teacher Improvement Awards program has held a workshop to build the capacity of teachers to contribute to economic development. Chief Corporate Services and Sustainability Office of MTN, Adria Efiria, says the training is meant to equip teachers with the growing trends in the technological world. Well, the expected outcome is just so that they can become abreast with new trends in teaching, how they can incorporate technology and innovation into the way they teach. As the founder.